Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com. Hello, everybody. Thank you so much for listening to this Failing Better, everyone's favourite podcast. I'm Sean McLaughlin. I'm Johnny Pallum. Uh, and together we remain Failing, failing Better. better. Uh, That's quite thanks. nice. I like, the, I like the phrase everyone's favourite podcast. I think we should stick with that. We're everyone's favourite podcast. That's our new catchphrase. Our catchphrase used to be the home of witty banter. Yeah. I think anyone who's listened to recent episodes would know. <laughs> no, that's not true. We got libel. We were we were in libelous territory there, weren't we? Yeah, yeah. We, 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 we everyone's we, favorite podcast. Well, it's just a fact. It's yeah, a fact. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Everyone knows Couldn't it. Couldn't argue with that. Our jokes are funny. Our wisdom's wise. What more could you want? That's uh, our, is that on, that's our second slogan, isn't it? Uh, yeah, we've got a few slogans on the yeah, go. Yeah, we've got a few. Um, Nine Eleven was an inside job. Is that one of our <laughs> slogans? Yeah, definitely, definitely, yeah, definitely. There it is. Uh, how you been, John? John? I've been good, Sean. Sean. <laughs> yeah, things are good. Um, I uh, had a really big shit. That's my news, really. Uh, that's genuinely on you. I mean, how big are we talking? Well, I'd had. I mean, little... newsworthy level. It was. I think it was. It, it was probably the biggest shit I've ever done in my life, and I would say it could have been the biggest shit that's ever happened in the history of the world. Okay, just a reminder, uh, if you want more of this, we do have a Patreon. <laughs> <laughs> Patreon.com slash failing better. From £3 a month, you can get more. Uh, our Patreons are usually actually quite intellectual discussions. Um, uh, when did you have it? About an hour ago. It was... It was, I was in <laughs> wow, a, fresh, I was in off a, the, fresh off the boat. It was, it was humongous. And I was in a taxi, and the taxi I was talking to me, and all I was thinking was, I'm going to shit in this guy's car. <laughs> like, okay. You know when your whole body is like just... The whole body was trying not to shit myself. I had that the other day. It's like an because int- you can be doing, you can be meeting the queen and you and all you can think about is I cannot I cannot shit right now. That's that's and he was like, so what do you do? I was like, I'm I'm I try not to shit in the back of taxis. So I cannot I shit right now. That's what I mean. That's I tend to think that when I sort of meet anyone. <laughs> <laughs> as long as you don't shit, then this has been out. Then this is it's a score draw. That's I a hopefully low bar to live your life by. I say. think so. I think so. What do you think brought upon such a uh, such an enormous uh, sort of fecal explosion? I had a night owl, and then I had which is a, something to get you to sleep, and then mm. I had a coffee, and then I had a, an explosion. Wow. Um, do you feel I, better for it? Do you feel, feel like light better. for the for the podcast? I feel. I feel. Um, very light. I was thinking about putting it on my LinkedIn, you know, like biggest shitter in the history of the of the world. Because I feel like I can probably just take that now. There's probably I mean there must be there must be some sort of world record. But how would you know? Because surely someone's there's no way the official biggest shit ever is actually the biggest shit ever. Because there's someone who'll have done a bigger shit somewhere in like a, a cave somewhere. Well someone <laughs> must have done it. Someone must have done the biggest one. Yeah, Someone it's... in the history of the human race has done the biggest one. It was probably Henry VIII. <laughs> but what I'm saying is, I completely agree with that point. I'm saying, I think you're also right. In the Guinness Book of Records or something, there'll be biggest shit. But that won't be the correct. I don't know if there is. <laughs> I just, I think it's a family book. I think it's a book <laughs> that you give your kid for Christmas. 
<laughs> I don't think it's, it's, it's just a picture of a straining man with big shit. <laughs> If you had, maybe if you we had... should maybe we, we should release our uh, that's our first bit of merch the failing better book of records <laughs> disgusting horrible <laughs> biggest shit if you had the biggest most shit, yellow think, we would you put it on LinkedIn or something like what how would you put it on your I'm CV I'm not on LinkedIn I'd have to sign up to LinkedIn for the sole purpose of doing that but would you put it on your CV because it's quite impressive to have the biggest shit ever well what job are you applying to <laughs> uh Maybe like plumber, so you can be like, look, I'm about to deal with some pretty severe circumstances. I've I've had no formal training, but I did unclog <laughs> this particular beast. Described as a, as a malfunctioned weapon by many. Well, you've just got to give us a five star review. <laughs> if this is your first time was... listening, please subscribe. <laughs> please give us a five star review. It is. Uh, everyone's favourite podcast. Well, Johnny, I'm very happy for you. Thank you. So now I feel light and ready to pod is what I'm saying, basically. Well, good. Well, I'm ready to uh, pod as well. Um, How's your day been, week been? Well, I recorded my new special last night. That's exciting. How did it go? It was a tricky show, actually, compared to most on the tour. There were a couple of dweebs in the audience. I think I'll get away with it in the edit. Uh, I wish I had another crack at it, but such is life. But it why was, do you, know, you what, why, when you say dweebs, what do you mean? I imagine you get a lot of dweebs. That's why I was thinking. Yes, yes. I probably should have been more specific. I mean, they were all dweebs, but <laughs> there, there were a couple of drunks who kind of ah, that's annoying. It wasn't that bad, but at one point, I did have to say to this woman in the second row, I went, "You have, you have to shut the fuck up at some point. <laughs> <laughs> you have to shut the fuck," which is not something you tend to see on special. <laughs> You have you know, to, to see a comedian <laughs> halfway through a joke, sweating like a dog, sort of this weird manic thing in their <laughs> eye, and then look at an audience member and just go, please, you have to shut the fuck up. <laughs> and I, and I, said, I think I said to her, prove to me that you know how to shut up. <laughs> prove it. And she went, all right. I went, no, no. <laughs> prove to me. You've just failed. Did um, the audience react the, well to that? I think it, it was in and out. The thing is, uh, yes, it was. It was. I think it will be fine. I'm. 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 In, I'm interested to see the first edit. I was. Def- I was very, very hard. I was very uh, crestfallen afterwards. But then I looked back and I thought, well, all, most of the jokes worked. Yeah. It was just a weird. I don't know. But it was a beautiful. I mean, thank you so much if any of you came. It was at the uh, Hen and Chicken in Bristol. It absolutely looked amazing. And thank you to 800 Van Gogh who filmed it. There was a minor incident that made me think of you beforehand. Uh, what happened? It... Well, what is it that you always say about me on the pod? That you're tall? Yes. Yeah, yeah. And what is it I always say about myself? That you're not tall. That I'm not that tall. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, let's put it this way. Um, I had to walk around on the stage before to sort of test <laughs> the levels of the cameras. And they had to call in two sort of... <laughs> Handymen to lower the size of the stage because they went, you're too tall for the cameras. So why did lowering the height of the stage help? Or you mean to like move it down? They had to like, yeah, they had to lower. <laughs> they had to like get shorter legs on it. On the stage. Uh, sorry, everyone, the show's going to be delayed. The comedian is too tall. <laughs> the, the comedian's had a growth spurt. His, his, his voice is just broken. There will be a delay. <laughs> but anyway. Well, That's uh, we'll, amusing. Yeah, it is what it is. Um, when does that come out? Anyone want to watch Sean's special? Will it it'll be out? out next year, I think, at some point. Or never, depending on how the edit goes. But I think it'll be fine. I, think I be filmed fine. a special in Edinburgh, my show. I forgot they were coming, and I'd got absolutely fucked the night before. <laughs> so so I have, I'm having to refilm it, because I got sent the raw footage, and it's literally me going, at one point I go, God, I think I'm going to throw up. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, how bad did you... It was so unprofessional. How bad did you feel that day when you woke up and you got probably a message or something from your agent? You were in quite I... a major agency. I mean, you were like a, one of the biggest agencies. <laughs> and, and you had a show that was like red hot. And you wake up. <laughs> just, are you ready for the filming today? And you went, oh. My first bit of the special, because I was thinking, could I use it still? And I just couldn't. I was having to refilm it. And the cost of like a couple thousand pounds. Because I literally couldn't. Because my first thing I walk on, I go, God, I'm so hungover. I wish all these cameras weren't here. <laughs> that was like, so I didn't even try and like, I didn't even try and like, 
<laughs> pretend I wasn't <laughs> But at one point oh, I said, God. does anyone have a bucket? <laughs> <laughs> and it wasn't it wasn't oh, even God. like charming or you know when you like remember things and you think that might have been charming or funny. I watched back and thought, this was unprofessional and unerrable. <laughs> That's how it was. That is so funny, man. That's so funny. <laughs> This job is so... I was thinking about this earlier. I was trying to think about other jobs to do. Which I do. Not because I want to do another job. But I, I, I've basically long had dreams of opening like a bar or a cafe. Yeah, yeah. And I thought... I, I figured that's... I think those two are like jobs that are very romanticised. And I think the reality of what it would be like to run a bar would be so much harder and more difficult and more brutal than what it is in your head. Uh, but I wonder if that's if it's hot, if that's at the same level of it being a comedian. Because you dream of being a comedian, you think your life's going to be amazing. And the thing is, being a comedian is basically a string of crushing blows to your ego and self-respect. <laughs> <laughs> like, people think, oh, God, comedians, it must be so funny around you. It's not like when people said, like, last night after the show, I was talking to some audience members who were very lovely, and they were like, don't possess in your comedy. I went, uh, what... <laughs> what, what do you think my life is? <laughs> you think People my life is just going, whoa! Oh, look at this hilarious, but it's like, I fucking. <laughs> it's like you're talking to them about, like, something the most banal thing, and they're like, oh, I hope this doesn't end up in your stand up. It's I like, mean, how is, could it? it is, how... I don't have many pet peeves. I just go, you. I don't have the balls to go, you are literally the most boring person I've ever spoken <laughs> to. <laughs> you write the joke from this conversation that The we're only at. way this is getting into my act is if I'm deliberately trying to get out of a contract. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I need to sabotage myself. If I'm trying to use an example of a boring person I've talked to, you will be in the show. Wait, don't that... don't put this in my act. <laughs> How could but I Sharon! <laughs> this is so funny. The way you said it was your birthday. <laughs> I can't stop laughing. <laughs> you like comedy, do you? Oh, of course this is gonna get in. Yeah. You know what? I, do you know what I mean about like running a like? Have you ever fantasised about that, like running a bar or something? I'm always thinking about what job. I, I'm permanently thinking I should quit comedy, as I often talk about on the podcast. But what do you? But like, what but to do? What? I mean, you always say you I, want to be a therapist. I'm which a I, therapist. Which, first, I mean, look, Johnny. Yeah. With all the love of the world, you'd be a terrible therapist. I'd be. I'd be, <laughs> be terrible. Therapist. I mean. You'd be hung over everywhere. You go, oh, I've totally, oh, got a bucket. I totally forgot I had a client no, today. I was doing MDMA last night. You know oh, I've been really sad this week. You're sad. I want, to, I want the monster of all come downs. I'm doing everything I can to not shit, all right, mate? Can you stop talking about your ex-wife? <laughs> Sorry, I've got a 20 minute of him now. I'll see you in a bit. I mean, great purpose, I think. Um, I've never had a proper job, Sean. Oh, I have. Have you? What, what do you? What did you do? Oh, I've had plenty of jobs. Did you ever have like teenage jobs? You never had anything like that. I've, ne- I've literally never. I've never worked a day. You know when people say he's never worked a hard day in his life. They're talking about me. <laughs> You've never even worked an hour on this podcast. <laughs> yeah, I've, I've done nothing. And you know when you know like my politics are very liberal and left wing. It's like yeah, of course you think that. You've never worked a day in your life. I'm like that's a yeah. good. That's an astute comment. <laughs> I am. Um... I've had I've had a fair few jobs. Really? Have I never talked about them on the pod? I don't think so. But I do have a terrible memory. Shall I go through a list? Of, shall I go through a list? Yes. From youngest to most recent. Why not? Seems logical. All right. Youngest. Uh, babysitter. Oh. Well, ba- baby. I was a professional baby. <laughs> <laughs> then I was babysat. Learned the ropes. Yeah, Got yeah. old enough. Was a babysitter. That's nice. When you started in the company, you progressed. You know, that's the American sitter. dream in many ways, isn't it? Many, it was the Ameri- I was living the American dream and I used the money to buy guns, fired them in the air. <laughs> <laughs> Don't tread on me, bitch. As a babysitter, it got sacked quite quickly from did babysitting sacked, did due sacked. to the... Did a, lo- did a lot of permanent damage to the homes. <laughs> um, it's weird that I was hired as a babysitter for people who I didn't even know. How old were you? 42. This was last week. Imagine if you five pound an hour, I could get anything I want from the fridge. Are you kidding me? I'd love that. As a baby, I would love that. <laughs> Not even like an au pair. 
<laughs> I'm, just, come I'm like a babysitter. <laughs> yeah, we want to go to the cinema. Will you babysit? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Fine, pal, yeah, can yeah, I get, can I eat one of these Twixes? Yeah, I guess. <laughs> Cheers. Wait, What's the age? Wait, weren't you on live at the Apollo last <laughs> night? Yeah, I was. What's the age of a babysitter that you think this guy's fucking weird? Like, if you've got a 30 year old babysitter, I think you'd be like, I, I, look, if you're not related and you're not a friend, like, if you're just a, a yeah, if you're, you're a just, third you're, party, you're a pro babysitter. That's how you're making your way. Uh, look, I don't know. I mean, there must be some places where it's not weird, but I think at the level I was doing it, I think if you were <laughs> if you were any older than eighty, like if you were if you were in higher education or in, in employment elsewhere, like like if you were on the dole, I don't think you could go. Oh, I've applied for a job as a babysitter. I don't think that would count. I don't think that would go against your job seekers' allowance. <laughs> I'm a professional babysitter. <laughs> you go, oh, I can't find any work. Oh, really? Well, my my, my sister's looking for someone to look after the kids. <laughs> We're going to see his dad. I was a babysitter. Yeah. I was a uh, telemarketer. Oh, how was that? Awful. I can't imagine you're very good at selling things because you, you're too... Um, I, I, you, I think you'd struggle with the lie needed to sell shit to people. I've worked in five call centres in my life. Yeah. I've been fired from every single one of them. <laughs> Actually, no. Uh, two of them I quit. Really? Yeah. Jump before, before you before, got pushed. Yeah. Definitely. Definitely. <laughs> um, sold Sky products. Sky Ooh. warranties. After school. I was in, I was in school in sick form. God. At four, so, have... four o'clock. With me and my, a couple of my mates got the job. We'd walk from school to the call centre. <laughs> We were in our school uniform. <laughs> That's like literally child labour. It's, it's, it's absurd. And it was a scam. It got exposed in the mirror as a scam, this company. Wow. And did you did they like rip you off or did you get paid? Oh, we got paid. They oh, weren't scamming I, us. They were scamming the customer. <laughs> we, were, we were living the life of Riley. You feel guilty they had a machine when... there that gave you free tea and soup. <laughs> <laughs> I've never heard of that machine before ever. Soup. Soup. Like well, it was just a powdered hot... It was basically... It was a hot water machine and it was rigged up to do hot chocolates and soups. Soups is cool, though. How many <laughs> soups... Did you get a soup every day? <laughs> soups is cool. That's one of our slogans. That's one of our slogans. We got, we got a soups few slogans. Soups are cool. We got... <laughs> soups is cool. Soups is cool. <laughs> our slogans are... What are our slogans? Oh, Everyone's favourite podcast. Our jokes are funny. Our wisdom is our wisdom is wise. What more could you want? What more could you want? Nine level was an inside job. <laughs> the home of witty banter. Soups is, soups is cool. <laughs> but this, is, this, cool. This, is, this is how much of a rip, <laughs> this is how much of a con this was, right? We, what, we were given like our, every other call center you work in, like any call center talks to you now. On the you know, if you get called, even if it's telemarketer cold calling. It would have been automated. The call would be automated. They'd have a headset. You know, they've got a computer screen in front of them. It's all done like that. We didn't have any of that. We literally just had landlines. We'd pick up the <laughs> receiver. They gave us a sheet of paper with phone numbers. I don't know how they'd acquired them. And we had to manually dial in the numbers. And and, and most of the people we called never even had Sky. <laughs> <laughs> We're like, hi, we had called back your Sky warranty. They go, I don't have Sky. I was like, oh... Hi. <laughs> what, what are you? What is it? Is this your job? I go. Oh, I'm doing. I'm doing my GCSEs. <laughs> Sean, why are you struggling so much with history these days? I'm sorry. I'm just trying to sell Sean, Sky warranties. Hey, they're gonna. I'm gonna lose my job. <laughs> just last. We got a fiver an hour plus a fiver for every sale. I've never good. had more disposable income <laughs> than when I was. Sort of basically seven, 16, 17 and working there. What were you spending that money on? What were you like as a 16, 17 year old? What, give us a, a flavour of what you, were, what you were spending that money on, who you were. Oh, 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 Obviously, oh. You, were, you were a hustler. You I was were, a red hot hustler. Yeah. I was spending it on gig tickets. Oh, you love gigs. I, I think that's a good love gigs. in you. Uh, CDs, compact discs. <laughs> you love a compact disc? Still, <laughs> to this day. I, look, look, look. I like my wisdom wise. I like my jokes funny. I like my discs compact. <laughs> what more could you want? What more could I want? <laughs> um, 
and and just booze, just boozing. When did you get your growth spurt? Like at school, were you really tall, or was it a later? Okay, thing? can we just not talk about my fucking height? Oh, I got my growth spurt at school. And did you have to? Did your mum be like, "God, I'm gonna spend so much money on a new uniform every two days"? She'd be like, "God, we're gonna need a bigger size." <laughs> We're going to have to sell the house. We're going to have to sell the house. That's why I had to put... You're going to have to get a job at that call center. <laughs> the sheer amount of cotton that you require. I've got um, a gig in Doncaster today. I need to buy some jeans for it. So after this, I'm going to go buy some jeans. I don't have You've had a conversation in your life. <laughs> just, the, way, the way you talk. It's just like anything that comes into your head. I'm just thinking about oh, buying I'm not clothes. Dog some We're talking about my call centre experience. I know, but I'm just saying that I... Because I, I rip them because I'm too fat now. Genuinely? Yeah, yeah. And I only have one <laughs> pair of jeans. That's not enough, is it? It's not enough. No, so I'm going to buy two today. <laughs> okay. Well, we can talk about that if you want. <laughs> we can talk, Johnny, we can talk about that if you want. <laughs> Yeah, I would too. I'd like to talk about that. Anyway, Where do you on. get your jeans then? Go on. Ch- charity shops. Good man. I will good never, man. I will good never man. buy... A, I'd rather chisel a bit my own dick off than spend £40 on jeans. <laughs> oh, a strange man who's given you those two options. <laughs> chisel. <laughs> chisel a bit of your dick off. Well, chisel it. <laughs> I've never heard anyone say that. What do you mean? What do you mean, like, because it's rock, it's rock hard? It's rock hard. Because I think if I, if I started chiselling, I think the pressure would probably mean I'd have got a mild erection, which would help with the chiselling. Well, I'd say that says a lot about your emotional state. If a chisel attached to your weed <laughs> gives you emotional, gives you an erection, you've probably got some serious stuff going on. It doesn't sound under healthy. The, that, under the it? hood. Quite literally. Um, it doesn't sound healthy that chiselling would give me a hard on. What's the weirdest thing that's ever given you a hard on? <laughs> I will not talk about this. We're talking about my next job. And I'm going I'm to say where it was. Yeah. And even the first three words, I think you are going to love this. Yeah. Have I never told you this? What my main I job so. was? I mean, no, you, why would when you I was in sick form. Yeah. Fancy dress shop. <laughs> <laughs> that's great. Fancy dress you, shop. How long did you work there? About a year and a bit. Did you have to dress up in fancy dress to work that? Didn't have to. Certainly didn't hurt. <laughs> Certainly didn't hurt. Oh, wow. Who sold you that incredible Beatles outfit? Just a lanky boy dressed as Napoleon. Don't worry about it. <laughs> what did you do? I what's your favourite costume? For the Napoleon one was the only good one we had. I worked for a failing going out of business fancy dress costume. That was owned by a woman who was having a breakdown <laughs> and who eventually stopped showing up to work. <laughs> Have I never talked about this on the show? She stopped showing up to work, Johnny. So, I, so the shop was only open when I opened it. I was 17. I worked one evening a week and a Saturday and I was inadvertently <laughs> the, the manager and sole sales assistant. Of a woman's business. She had kids. <laughs> I was like her... Be- I was everything she got. And were, were you good at selling fancy dress costumes? Well, it was hard to sell it, really, because most of the time I'd open the shop. <laughs> Such a weird thing to say now. I'd more author- I've would more. i never had as much authority in my life as I did when I was 17. <laughs> and I'd right. go in, I'd get the train to work. I'd open up, because it was in Shoreham, I'd open the shop, and then we'd get people coming in, trying to get their deposits back. Going, I've been coming all week. Why haven't you been open? <laughs> so you just took a, a lot of shit, I imagine. Yeah, a lot of shit. And then be like, why is this Napoleon so tall? This whole thing doesn't make any sense. Yeah, that was the shit I got. <laughs> no, it was people you- coming in going, hey, I've been trying to get my deposit back for this fa- for this outfit. But you never open. And no one picks up the phone. I go, yeah, sorry. They go, all right, well, you're open now. Can I get my deposit back? And I was like, there's no cash in the till. Sorry, <laughs> sir. <laughs> sorry. We go, I want to speak to your manager. I go, uh, sir, I am the manager. <laughs> I am the manager. I guess that's quite a lot of um, authority. Do you think it helped you develop a thicker skin, develop a better personality? I think I was, ve- well, I was very, very aware, certainly towards the end, that I was a complete sap. 
because <laughs> a friend of a mutual friend of ours had got me the job with another mate of mine. And me and my mate for a while worked there on the Saturday. Every Saturday, we'd be the only employees at the fancy dress shop. It was incredible times. Running the shop, going out to buy chips, putting on music. It was genuinely great times. Then the friend who got us the job quit almost immediately. Now, that should have been a warning sign to us. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it wasn't. Then my other mate quit. So I was just on my own. Everyone basically quit. And I kept going on my own for f about five months. And then in the end, she owed me so much money. And I messaged her during the summer before I went to uni. And I went, hey, can I get some of that money this week? And she sent me a text back going, the shop's closed down. Sorry. <laughs> All right. You didn't get paid? I got paid a bit. I got paid most of it. I was owed, I was owed maybe a hundred and something quid. And that's so much when you're 17. When you're freaking 18, you're about to go to uni. You just want to drink cider in the park. And you're the, you, so you were the CEO, essentially, of a fancy dress costume. I was the chief uh, financial officer, executive officer. At one point, I had to make decisions about what to stop. <laughs> <laughs> like, it was absurd. A bloke came in once and went, oh, an old woman I know has died. Do you want to take some of this stuff? And I go, well, what is it? And it was like real fur... It was like real fur coats. I went, I'll try and call the boss. Couldn't get through to her. And I went, all right, I'll take it. What is even? That's not fancy dress though, is it? Well, you just never know. It could become fancy dress. Yeah, anything could true. become fancy dress. But then... um, That's speaking like the CEO of a fancy... You've still got anything. Any of... It's yeah, still anything. there. <laughs> yeah, it's still up there. It's still up there. <laughs> but I'll tell you this, Johnny. I'll tell you this, I'll tell you this right now. Yeah. Whenever any of our friends yeah. had a fancy dress party... They knew who to come to. They go, I mean, imagine that. Imagine being a 17 or 18 year old sick former. That's a lot of power. And a, a sick former having a fancy dress party go, I know a guy. Yeah. Yeah. You, yeah what do yeah. you mean? You, know, you don't know anyone. You're 17. You go, trust me, I know a guy. Guy in my history class. Yeah. <laughs> he runs a fancy dress shop. <laughs> He's got his own premises. Do you want to look like Napoleon or wear a fur coat? I know a guy. <laughs> <laughs> it's the most fucking insane thing. So did you, wear, did you wear a different fancy dress costume every day? Like, no. was that part of your uniform? Oh, that's sad. No. In my head, you dressed every day. In my head, for some reason, you dressed like Princess Leia to try to work out whether to buy. I need, I need to drum up some business. Yeah. <laughs> Better show some leg. <laughs> Does everyone who goes past every customer go, customer, you're my I only think help. I, it's a very... <laughs> help me, customer. You're our only hope. Putting an awful lot of pressure on me. Yeah. Just came in here for a Groucho Marx uh, mask. Please, customer. You're my only hell. It was such a death trap as well. Really? Yeah, horrible. Well, well that's quite exciting. Do you think that was your funnest ever job? I think it was my least fun job. Oh, really? Because you had too much pressure on you uh, too young. Well, I suppose in a way it was very formative. It was very mm. cool. I mean, it's one of those things that in hindsight, I'm really glad I did it. But at the time, every Saturday, especially near the end when the shop was going out of business and she was having a breakdown. It didn't sound any. Do you think that's where your anxiety and struggles with sort of self-esteem began then, Sean? It could be, actually. What a good therapist question that was. That's why I'm <laughs> going to be a therapist, baby. <laughs> okay. Do some more. Do some more. Ask another one. Um, so what, why, what do you, why are you here today then, Sean? What's brought you here? Uh, just sad. Just sad. I'm owed money from a job of mine. I work in a fancy dress shop. And why, um, what do you think, do you think you were drawn to the fancy dress costume because you feel the need to hide who you really are? It's a very intense second question. Um, no, a friend of mine got the job, got me the job. So mm. I just went there, I needed the money, I was, I'm, I'm in sixth form. I'm just, you know, intrigued, you're obviously sort of freakishly tall, you're, you're always <laughs> seen by everyone. You know, and do you, and that you you work in a place where you can hide under different masks, different disguises. I think that's. I think it's. I think you have to quit this job quickly, because I think you're you're learning to hide yourself to not. Can be I just off. say? Can I just say this is yeah. my first session with you? Yeah. I'm 18 years of age. Yeah. Your third comment to me is you need to quit your job. Yeah, yeah. Are you sure would, you're a therapist? Are you a trained therapist? I would offer a lot of very clear. <laughs> Very bold advice. Mm. Quick, you need to leave your wife. You need to move to Australia. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, then like, literally, hi, my name's Sean. I go, you need to be in Australia, sir. You, you need. Well, that's your first problem. <laughs> yeah. Change your From name. From now on, you're Clive. <laughs> I, I get the, I get the, the sense that you'd like to be near a kangaroo. Move to Australia, all your problems will go away forever. Exactly, Mundo. If anyone, oh I should say at this point, if anyone wants therapy from me, 
Email into feelingbetterpod at gmail.com and I'll give you some therapy. If anyone wants therapy from John, I've got to say this. You need therapy, but not from him. <laughs> it's a weird thing to say. If you want therapy, if you're looking for therapy from Johnny, it means that you desperately need therapy from somebody who isn't Johnny. <laughs> Don't listen to Sean. He's a naysayer. He doesn't have the confidence. To... I'm not a naysayer. I'm not. I'm not a naysayer. I'm, I, I've run successful businesses. <laughs> I'm a bit. I've run businesses. Yeah, into the ground. You, you made, you made that woman lose everything. That woman she was relying that, on that, you. That, I, 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 I was. That I was the windshield that stopped that woman from f- 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 hurling herself into the into the layby. Well, did uh, she? But, but tell me this: Did that company go on to thrive, or did it go on to wither and die? I'm going to look it up. I'm going to look it up <laughs> right now. Imagine if it's like a <laughs> oh, oh my god, it's a Fortune 500 company. <laughs> <laughs> it's become Apple. <laughs> Higher costume, Shoreham, H I Y A. Um, There's no way it's still open, sure. No, it's not open. I've passed it. It's to a cafe now. So uh, you essentially... Um, that woman's probably homeless now because of you, your inability to sell merchandise. Well, it's probably her own inability to to, to open her own business <laughs> to, to, in, to, to, to not tell her only employee that they're her only employee. I think it's... Obviously, she has some responsibility, but I think it's it's very much on you as well. Her, you know, disappointing life now. I really can't. I, I'm not not today, Johnny. <laughs> <laughs> not today, mate. Fair enough. Don't know why, but it felt too real to not ignore. <laughs> <laughs> she, um, I, I remember I once asked her. This was interesting. I once asked her. I went, I went. How did you get into this game? Because she didn't seem to have any idea what business, what anything. I said, How did you get into this game? Sandy, her name was Sandy. Yeah, Sandy, how did you get into the costume game? And she said, oh, I was just in Arundel, which is like a nearby town, and I was in a fancy dress shop. And I asked, the, <laughs> and the owner said, I said to the owner, this is a nice shop. And the owner said, yeah, we're closing down forever. We're, only open, <laughs> we're open for one more hour. And she said, oh, cool. How about I buy every costume and open my own shop? <laughs> that's how she got into it. She was in a failing fancy dress shop <laughs> and thought, well, this is a perfect business. That's The nice. only issue is that it's open every day. What we're going to do is, <laughs> what we're going to scarcity increases demand. It's going to be open at random intervals by infants. <laughs> It's bizarre it didn't work out when you put it like that. Mm. Was she just nuts then? Well, I don't know if she was... I mean, she was obviously a bit nuts, but I think she, you know, she had two kids who were absolute shit who would come into the shop and destroy everything. And she was Sandy, if you're out there, come on the pod. I'd love to chat to Sandy about young Sean. I don't want Sandy on... Sandy, if you're out there, you still owe me about 130 <laughs> big ones. Look, Sandy, All right? I was going to buy, buy an Arcade Fire album with that. <laughs> so get me that album... And then we can start to rebuild this conversation and talk about how we're going to get higher costume back in the hearts and minds of the British public. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds. And they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. One size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a it's a t-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your health care. 
That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. Maybe me and you could set up a fan. I didn't know you had such experience because I've been wanting to get into the fancy dress costume business. Have you actually? Yeah, yeah, it's been something on. Well, first on the- thing you've got to do is you've got to go to Smithy's, the wholesaler for fancy dress costumes. Oh, wow, that's interesting. And I did my work experience when I was 17 in a fancy dress. <laughs> when I was, sorry, when I was 15 in a fancy dress costume, in a fancy said, dress outfit. What do you, you seem obsessed with the idea of hiding who you are. I've what worked you- in two fancy dress shops before the age of 18. <laughs> what does that make me? <laughs> A weirdo. What does that make me? It does make me a weirdo. I agree with you. It makes me a weirdo. Mm. Uh, did you ever do work experience, Because you've never worked a day in your life. Have you ever done work experience? I did work experience at a school. Uh, <laughs> was it your school? My school. No, I was, a, I was a PE teacher. I was so bad. At one point, I was refereeing a game, and all the kids, they were like six, and they were yelling at me, going, the foul, foul. I don't have a fucking clue. I just <laughs> Come on, over. I, I, just said, I don't have a fucking clue. Keep going. <laughs> <laughs> everyone, everyone, every kid was like, "Oh, sir, swore." And I was like, "Oh, sir, calling you, sir." Fifteen. <laughs> I don't. I'm just saying that. <laughs> the other day, I got some change of someone. I just, and they said, do you want, like, two pictures? And said, oh, honestly, I don't give a fuck. And it was so aggressive, the, the way I said, I honestly don't give a fuck. Like, I just like some, some mad man. <laughs> I don't give a fuck. Yeah, yeah, I just, oh, I just, customer swore. Oh. Yeah. So, wait, you were a PE, your, your work experience was you were a PE teacher. Yeah, so that was the first day I was like, um, <laughs> I, I was a referee, said I honestly don't give a fuck, and then I got told What were you referee? What sport? A football match. Okay, between that and how, what was it, for a primary school? It was secondary school, but they were like year seven or eight, so like 12, 13. And <laughs> That's then, so weird, you were in school and your thing was another school, was it like a rival school? No, it was quite a long way away, um, well not, I mean a bus away, but it was still... Um, and then, then they literally went, they told me off a bit for swearing, and then they just gave me an absolutely massive bag of balls and said, will you please pump these up? <laughs> Refereeing is beyond him. Yeah, that's they clearly <laughs> beyond him. an executive decision that I shouldn't referee a he's not. The, he's not, we, we thought he might be the new Uriah Rennie. Yeah, yeah. But if anything, he's the, new, he's the new Keith Stroud. Who's Keith Stroud? <laughs> Championship level referee. Oh, that's good knowledge, huh? Decent. It's decent knowledge. Um, it's knowledge like that that's going to take this podcast to the absolute top of the comedy charts. I think so. Um, should we do a quick promo of the Patreon, by the way? Yes. Because we do always that. promote. We don't really promote it until right at the end, when I assume most people have turned off. So, uh, by the way, listeners, just FYI, in case you don't know, we do have a Patreon, and you can get more of this. Every episode that we release, we release an extra episode only for people who subscribe to our Patreon. And if you don't know what Patreon is, it's when you give a teeny bit of money every month to help us build the podcast, make more stuff. We're thinking of doing a director's commentary of Fantasia for some reason. <laughs> Genuinely. Because <laughs> um, it, it, it costs us money to do the podcast. It'd be good if you could help us out. If you enjoy it, and we're good people. Johnny, does, Johnny doesn't have a job. He seems, he's very work shy. You know, Broken Britain, Benefit Street. Um, you know, me, I'm out there, nose to the grindstone every day. Um, Sandy, if you're listening, I think you should sign up to our highest tier Patreon. That feels fair. She, she owes you. That's just a debt. That's where we can reclaim some debt. Um, uh, so Patreon, P-A-T-R-E-O-N dot com slash failing better. And if you want to email us, oh, I haven't checked the email actually this week. Maybe we've got some emails to uh, I don't read. think we have because we haven't actually released anything yet. Yeah, that's true, actually. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, well, uh, failingbetterpod at gmail.com. Get those emails in. We're back. Don't worry about it. We're back. All right. Bebe. I think, can I just say, Sean, how professional and slick you did that? It was very impressive. I was going to interrupt, but I thought, you know what? Sean's got this. He's nailing it. What were you going to say? What, were you possibly, what, stupid, what would you possibly know. have said? I'd say, please, I don't want paint on. We need the money. I'm going to lose my house. I'd have added a, a level of 
sort of discord well, yeah. and anxiety that wasn't actually needed. Yeah, well, that's sort of... I mean, I learned in the in the fancy dress game, it was a, it was a, a hard lesson. I, you know, my sales skills were forged in the crucible of the fancy dress arena. Mm. And when I'm going, oh, please, dress up as bagpuss for the party. I'm going to lose my house. <laughs> Did you ever like advertise like when you if someone said they're having a party, did you like did you go up to them and be like, Why don't you make it a fancy dress party? I can certainly get you a few discounts. I, I think a couple of people we knew did have fancy dress parties because they knew that I worked there. Me and my that's friend. That's incredibly good that's you doing an incredibly good job that. Our friend I thought about this the other day actually. Our friend I won't name them. They had a name a, them. Name I them. Won't. It was someone we went to school with, a girl, and she had an 18th birthday party. Because obviously, you know, sixth form is around the 18th. 18th birthday feels like a primo fancy dress party age. Yeah. And uh, the theme was pirates, wenches, and creatures of the deep, which is pretty out there for an 18th birthday party. Yeah, yeah. Certainly for a fancy dress shop. For, certainly for a fancy dress shop that absolutely cannot cater to that in any way. It's quite specific because I imagine you didn't have like 30 pirate outfits. You had probably two. Well, wenches as well. It's like, I don't think I even knew what that was. <laughs> <laughs> I want to be a wench. <laughs> All right. Um, knock yourself out. Go have a look. I'd um, love to see you dressed up as a wench. You dressed as a wench would make and, me very happy. Anyway, so she turns up. <laughs> A, a to get her costume. Wench. This is the birthday girl. <laughs> the buxom wet. Hello there. I want to be like you. It's going to take a long time of training. She um she turned up to get her outfit for the party with her dad, who I assume was financing the party. I said, what do you want to go as? And she goes, I'll be a wench. I was like, certainly, I'll just take this off this outfit. <laughs> It's yours. I've kept it warm for you. The dad, this is not a joke, said, um, I was thinking I could go as a Chinaman. <laughs> I'm not making that up. Wow. What did you, how did you respond? Well, I had no option. <laughs> how could I respond? Did you say... Oh, it's nuts. right this way, sir. <laughs> you got a whole suite. I get, I get. I was like, I don't know what that is. I go just look. I go just have a look at what you've. I go just have a look. I didn't know. That's the other problem is to work in a fancy dress costume. To work in a fancy dress shop, you have to kind of know what things are. I when, you're, when you're, you're a sixth former, stupid to know what. Well, was I? I was just young. I don't know what these things are. Can I be a dinosaur, please? No, what is this man talking about? <laughs> dinosaur? Why is that? <laughs> <laughs> it's like if people if people turn up and go, oh, yeah, you know, can I be the Beatles? We had like good Sergeant Pepper's ones. I knew that. I knew Napoleon, and I knew Cowboy. People go, I want to be a wench. I want to be a child. I, I don't even know what that phrase is. I mean, that's quite nice that you didn't know what that phrase. It shows that you grew up in a lovely home. Well, I just think it shows that I didn't grow up in the 1910s. <laughs> in an overtly racist. <laughs> I didn't grow up in a strange time. Um. Yeah. Yeah. What was your next job? Yeah, I guess we're, we're doing the potted history, aren't we? <laughs> yeah. Uh, student. Do you, you think that was a job? What, what uh, degree did you it. get again? Pardon? What degree did you get again? Did you get we're not one? talking about <laughs> my degree, Johnny. Let's put it this way. I got the same... I'm, I'm in the same line of work as you. We got the... We, got the, we put, both put our... We both... <laughs> Both put our pants on one leg at a time, and I got one crap degree, and you've got what three really good degrees? I have two good degrees, but that is totally pointless. I so wish I'd not just. It was, it was ridiculous. My my decisions after I got my degree have all been wrong. Yeah, like I could be just like a teach. I could be a university lecturer. I'd love to be a university lecturer. You would not. You wouldn't be a university lecturer. Why not? Because you have to work hard to be a university lecturer. But I feel it, my, the problem with my job is there's no structure. I think if there was enforced structure on me, I'd just, I'd bob about, I'd talk about philosophy, I'd have a nice time, I'd drink lattes. I imagine that's what the job is. <laughs> Your view of what the world is <laughs> is so, is so, it is, you are everything that the right hates about the left. <laughs> 
I really am. You're I just like, oh, oh, you maybe you should stop drinking so many lattes. You get something done. You go, oh, I just want to go around, drink lattes, talk about philosophy. <laughs> I want to be in my ivory tower. You know, like, I just want to be in an ivory tower, talking shit, not really dealing with any of the practical issues that affect humanity, and then... You know, have a nice time. No, I know what you mean. I know what you mean, Johnny. I know what you mean. Um, I then worked, sorry, that summer, summer between, I didn't have a job first year, uh, worked call centre. Yeah. AXA Insurance. And was that fun? It wasn't fun. Actually, I was with a friend of mine. It was okay. I just made enough money to kind of pay off the overdraft that I'd massively gone into during the uni. <laughs> uh, just went boozing. Um, then what did I do the second summer? Hmm... I don't remember. I was offered a full-time job at a factory and I turned it down. <laughs> I don't know how I got that. I don't know how I got that position. Did you apply or did they just... Yeah, I did apply and I went for a job interview. <laughs> what was the job? And then he, I remember at one point in the job interview, he said, it was like, I can't remember what it was. It was a very weird job. And I remember I, I, he had my CV and he said, you've worked for some really dodgy places. <laughs> and he, he said, what, what would you say if he offered you this job right now? And I went, I don't know. <laughs> And he still offered it. That's a lack he of. He thought I was a rec- reclamation project. Had a job yeah. interview for Labbrooks, accepted the job, and then I never ended up doing it. Um, why? Why were there so many job offers that you turned down? Did you feel like you were? Above well, look, on? look, it's it's that thing, isn't it? When you have been the <laughs> manager, <laughs> everything's a step and down. operator <laughs> of of a, of of a business, then you know you can do whatever you want. Um, and then I worked more, I, more call center stuff, uh, did network research, call centering, charity fundraising, Ooh. um, worked for a foreign language school for a while. I was the events coordinator at a foreign <laughs> language school. What events did you coordinate? I took them, uh, to, uh, the pier in Brighton. That's I nice. T- I took them. I once took them to London on a monster come down. It was very unprofessional. <laughs> did um, I presumably they didn't speak very good English? Were you some the... of them did. Some of them did. Oh really? Yeah, yeah. yeah. I thought it must be quite a hard, a hard group to herd, though. It depends speak. on the nationality. I mean, the the, the problem the problem with national stereotypes is everyone says you shouldn't do them, but honestly, you try getting any Spanish people to do anything. <laughs> And I love the Spanish people. I actually wish I was more like you. But <laughs> well, I was like, all right, what groups have we got coming this week? We go, we've got some Spaniards. It, it definitely. Like, what did they do? Fear. They did fuck all. They didn't do anything. <laughs> oh, I need to sleep. The Czechs, gr- very good. Really? Get on the bus. Okay. Okay, Mr. Sean. Very respectful. Mm. The Uruguayans, very respectful. I imagine, I, in my head... Very Uruguay. respectful, the Uruguay. The Italians, fun, passionate, respectful. The Spanish, <laughs> bow idol. That's, that's another slogan of ours. <laughs> Spanish. The Spanish, bone They are bow idol. <laughs> the Spanish colon. But they have the bone best quality idol. of life of any country. Yeah, so what are you, uh, so you going to do about it? But I've got a lived in experience of this. And that's interesting. So, so you're saying you're saying that what you're saying is national stereotypes are true, and we should build domestic policy around them. <clears throat> no, I'm not saying that. Well, I mean, I mean, a few of them must be true. What's the national stereotype of of English people? Polite, that we're sexy. That we're sexy. But I think like polite is such a. It really shows how much colonialism or white privilege we have because I don't think like people in like fucking Zimbabwe would see us as being really polite. You know what I, I, mean? th- I think Britain's self view of itself is it's so ma- askew. Yeah, Britain's mad. thing is, is British people think we are widely considered to be very polite. People go very British, which means <laughs> yeah. we don't we don't say anything, we don't rock the boat, and that we have a good sense of humour. Whereas we are actually the most rude, humourless twats on earth. <laughs> it's so true. Like on it went round the world a man shoving a firework up his ass and then lighting it. It's like that, that's that's what we are. And that's we have what this, we are. Yeah. That's we're, what we are. We're just a disgraceful shit country. We think, Britain thinks it's Oxford, <laughs> but it's Blackpool. <laughs> that's so true. And when people talk about like on the left talking down this country, it's like, look, this country is shit. 
We all, <laughs> we all, we all ugly. We all <laughs> smell, and we all want to secretly want to shove a firework up our ass because we, we think it's cool. We are so ugly. We are so ugly in this country. Yeah, That is a stereotype that I think even we accept about ourselves, that we're very ugly. And I think the British, we know we're ugly. We We all look like ham. We look like sort of mouldy ham. Particularly the Geordies. (laughs) Do you think? (laughs) You never see the likes of it. (laughs) Not in the city of Newcastle. You go out to Hexham. You go out to North Shields. Ay, ay, ay. Ay caramba! Ay caramba! Well, if there's anyone uh, who lives in the uh, parts of Newcastle and you want to uh, argue with Sean, send us a picture and we'll rate you out of 10 based on how sexy you are. <laughs> Any new. And we both went to university in Newcastle. We love that city, right? I love it, Memo. It's one of my favourite cities. One of my favourite. It's probably in my top 10. And I mean worldwide. Wow. What's your favourite <laughs> city? London oh. at the moment. You're saying earlier. It's got to be you? London. Yeah, I've been talking to Johnny earlier about how much I'm loving loving London life at the minute. I love it. Love walking around, being in the throng, watching all the, what watching you all the, you know, look, looking in <laughs> estate agent. <laughs> oh God. Oh, I'm sort of out, I'm sort of out of uh, conversation. By the way, I mean it's a weird thing to say. We should probably do another five minutes, but I, I think I'm out of conversation here. Well, have you I'm trying to think about the jobs, jobs I've had. Have you done? Well, well, I was a foreign language school. I did, I did market research on the phones, AXA. I did charity fundraising on the phones, and then you started doing stand up. And what a journey that's been! And then I started going. And then I went pro as a stand up. Ooh. And then also you've started doing script writing. That's a new job in a way. And I've, well, I did temping when I first moved to London in my early 20s. I worked at the QE2 centre. I, w- I worked at the bar at Royal Ascot. Oh, wow. Did you see any really posh people? Yeah. Please tell me you've met the Queen. Have you met I the Queen? I saw the Queen. Wow. Yeah. She gave me the eye. Yeah, yeah. She gave me the eye. More of that surprised. on the Patreon. Yeah, we but talked get... extensively about the Queen on the Patreon. So <laughs> yeah. not going to... Saw the Queen. Um... <laughs> It's behind, it's behind the paywall. You have and, to be 18. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what? Um, saw the Queen. I worked... I once worked at the bar at the Reading Festival. Talk more about Royal Ascot, because that's very fun. Who's the poshest person you saw there? Well, the Queen. She's the poshest person. You come in who is posher than the Queen? I mean, the Queen is the poshest person who's ever lived, until apart from, well, King Charles. Who... Um, did you ever see anyone... Acting disgracefully, who was really famous? Mm, not really. Just make it up. No, no. Um, <laughs> I saw John Barrett doing who, what? I saw John, is John Barrett. Your idea of a famous person? <laughs> Mid-ranking ninety snooker player John Barrett. <laughs> oh, John Barrett doing what? Have you heard what John Barrett did at Royal Ascot? <laughs> I haven't. What did he do? <laughs> I, I, I fucked a horse. <laughs> the winner's enclosure. <laughs> John Parrot fucked a horse. John Parrot. <laughs> Is John Parrot still alive? God, I hope so. <laughs> I hope not that he can't sue us. John. God almighty. Do you know how old John Parrot is? 52. God almighty. He's 58. Well done, mate. Thank you. I thought he was much older than that. No, he was like he was like forty or something when I was ten. That'd make sense. God, he was. He, oh, Jesus, he reached the final of the nineteen eighty nine World Championship. <laughs> what is this podcast? Look, <laughs> listen. Did John Parrott ever come into your fancy dress? <laughs> John Parrott. <laughs> and ask, or did anyone ever? Did anyone ever come in and go? I want to be John Parrott. <laughs> and then you just give them a parrot costume and write John on it. <laughs> yeah, this is John Parrott. That's the next fancy costume thing. I'm going as John Parrott. We're, I'm going to have a snooker players. <laughs> I'm going to do snooker players. <laughs> snooker players fancy dress cost, uh, fancy dress party. Yeah, but it's a draft system, so n- you can't repeat. That, you yeah, can't yeah. have you can't have 45 Steve Davises. Um, you've got to go as Dennis Taylor, wouldn't you? Because of the glasses. Rocket Ronnie. Rocket Ronnie. Johnny Higgins, just a would fat you, would you, <laughs> would you? Have you ever met a big snooker player? No, when would I ever meet a big snooker I've player? I've met Stephen Hendry. 
whoa, what's he like? Weird. He just talked to me about how he... Because his job now is he spreads snooker in China. <laughs> Sounds like, and I was like oh, snooker is a disease. <laughs> yeah, because I'm spreading snooker in China. I bit a bat and I'm spreading it all over there. <laughs> I just... Stephen Hendry created COVID. There's another rumour. We're going to start... We're, right, we're going to spend the final five minutes of this podcast spreading rumours about every snooker player that we can. John Parrott fucked all... <laughs> So, by the way, do give us a five star review. Please give us a five star review. John, John, John Parrot unfortunately had his way with a horse at the winners' enclosure oh. at Royal Ascot in front of her Madge. Her Madge, her Madge was actively encouraging it. <laughs> Fuck that horse, John. Fuck that horse. A loser. That horse is a loser. Every time a horse, one of the Queen's horses loses, a miss. They get John Power out to fuck it. Yeah. I don't know how this such an arrangement would have happened. Um, anyway, what's that season? Is that the crowd? Who's playing John Parrot? <laughs> They've just got a, a, a literal power to play John Power. Just CGI, the John, pa- John Parrot. <laughs> um, Stephen Hendry started COVID. Um, John Higgins sued Iron Brew when they started trying to put less sugar in it. Fact. Is that actually a fact? Yeah. No, it isn't. It's a fact. John Higgins sued Iron Brew when they put less sugar in it. He sued. That's not true. <laughs> that's a really good lie. That's a lie, isn't it? It's got. Of to course, be. it's a lie. How could that, that is be a true? really good lie, Johnny? That's because that could be true. Have you heard a rumor that John Higgins sued <laughs> Iron Brew because they put less sugar in it? I think that's better because no one's really going to believe that John Parrott fucked a horse, <laughs> but you could believe that John Higgins. All right. Well, that's that's a lie. All right. All right. All right I'm going to think of one that's. I got no, maybe that's better. Not 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 slanderous, but sp- urban myths. All right, urban myth. Urban uh, myths. Um, Ronnie O'Sullivan wanted one four seven on his uh, car plate, but he couldn't get it because Stephen Hendry already had it. So they had a fight over who would get to have their car plate one four seven. Bit convoluted. It's, <laughs> it's really boring that. What? Like if if that was true and someone told me that like in a pub, I'd be like, you've just you've just wasted thirty yeah, seconds yeah. of my life. That could be true, and I couldn't give a fuck. <laughs> Great, yeah. yeah, no one's gonna go. Really, they had a fight. I'd I'd pay to watch Ronnie O'Sullivan and Stephen Henry have a fight. Yeah, but that's not what the, that's not what the anecdote is. No, the anecdote having a fight is in they the, both wanted you... the same number plate. Yeah, I hear what you're saying. All right, um, all right, all right, all right. How about um, how all right. Marco right. Fu refuses to use chopsticks. <laughs> <laughs> he just refuses. Because <laughs> due to racism at his school, he now refuses to ever use chopsticks. Massive respect, actually. Massive respect. Um, You've got a long routine about how chopsticks are shit, haven't you? I've got a long routine that uh, I did, recorded, put out on an album, and then was subsequently made aware is word for word the same as a Jerry Seinfeld routine. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right, how about this? Um, Steve Davis. Yeah. Um, Steve Davis isn't allowed to drive. Now, that's shit. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, that's the worst one yet. Um, Steve Davis was done for corporate fraud. There we go. Perfect. I mean, that's shit too. It's harder than it looks. John, what was yeah, coming up with weird ones is harder than it looks. John Parrot fucked a horse, flies off the tug. <laughs> and also, I think it's the best. We've How about John with. Virgo? Yeah. While he was trying... This is a good one. Do you know? Did you know that... You know, right, we're in a pub, all right? Yeah. yeah. Oh, I don't like noise. women. Oh. I don't like women. Oh, <laughs> let's, let's, let's. Oh, let's get a pint of Australia. Um, Sean, what a horrible fart. Oh yeah, sorry. I always fart when I think of a funny, interesting fact. You oh. know, you know John Virgo. You know the old uh, snooker player, John Virgo. Yeah, yeah. I know. He was trying to make his way as a snooker player, and he was sort of in the amateur leagues. And in order to supplement his income, he wrote the jokes on penguin wrappers. <laughs> I didn't know that. That's really interesting. Isn't that interesting? Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah. 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 The city had the fishiest wit in the West. <laughs> He initially, he initially wanted to do it for tuna packets, but they didn't, they didn't go for it. 
Right. He wanted to do... So it's not even that he wrote the jokes for the Penguin rappers. He pitched the idea. Yeah. It was his idea. Yeah, he was like, look, I've got lots of fish puns. Can he I goes, put them on the I've back got a lot put... of fish jokes. I want to put them on tuna. And they went, no. And they went, all right, do you have a contact at McVitie's? Because I've got to get them on something. That's that insane. He, he, went, he went to... John Burger. He went to John Fisherman's Berger Friends. He went to, fish, he went to Fisherman's Friends. <laughs> he went to every fish and chip Cap- shop in London. Cap- Captain Burger went to every fish and chip shop. Go, who, are you? <laughs> who are you? Go, I'm John Virgo, aspiring snooker player, and I've got a thousand fish jokes. He had a demented idea to try and write the joke in the batter of the fish. <laughs> you lift up the batter of the fish. Yeah. <laughs> It's like a fortune cookie. You crack open the fish or the savoy, and there's just a joke written by John Virgo. I would say the Venn diagram of people who understand what we're talking about is so slim. Oh. <laughs> people who know who John Virgo is and people who know what penguin bars are. Yeah, I think most people know what penguin bars are. I guess not if you don't live in the UK. Maybe. If you don't live in the UK. It may, I mean, penguin bars not even be a, might not even be a, a big thing anymore. No, actually, weirdly enough, we had a guest in our home recently, yeah. uh, a Canadian, yeah. a friend of my wife, very nice. Becca, if you're listening, word up. <laughs> Never said that before. You could tell. And she could said, tell. she said, oh, I'm flying back today. Do you know anywhere? She goes, I need to go buy penguin bars. <laughs> she, she seems mentally ill. <laughs> Why? She said, someone at her work said, oh, if you're going to Britain, please bring me penguin bars. What a weird office she's working in so weird because penguins aren't particularly nice are they are they nice I've not had a penguin in about I've not had a penguin in over a decade I'd say pick up a penguin pick up a penguin there it is Uh, John Virgo didn't think of that but he thought of (laughs) he had the idea every he goes I need to find a product where I can give my fish jokes where it's an easy joke punchline response to lifting up the flap and penguin bars were were perfect. It's, it's a match made in heaven between John Virgo and the Vitti's Corporation. And on that bombshell... <laughs> <laughs> I've thoroughly enjoyed this episode. Listeners will be interested though, we've already done the Patreon and much of it is spent discussing the, <laughs> the genuinely, very seriously, the machinations of Anglo-American relations <laughs> and, the re- and the relative strengths of certain post-World War One novelists. <laughs> And it's a very serious, quite normal, pleasant conversation. And it certainly doesn't involve John, John Parrott having his way with a horse and the Queen <laughs> loving it. But, um, both were fun, both were fun. That <laughs> is why you must sign up to the Patreon, because sometimes we're actually, we're not damn idiots. We're very astute, wise men who occasionally like to frolic in the land of silliness. What a one, what a wonderful way with words you have, <laughs> Master Pelham. Thank what, a you. Wonderful, what a wonderful PE teacher you'd make. <laughs> it's about, I don't have a fuck. <laughs> I don't fucking care. <laughs> Saying that. Oh right. well, it's been really fun. Anything you need to promote? Uh, I've <laughs> the got, panic in your I, eyes. I did a gig in Doncaster about a week and a half ago. Need to promote Johnny's new jeans. Johnny's new jeans, they're pretty. Should buy a nice pair of Levi's. Splash out on some Levi's. They do last a while. I'll never do that. I'm going to get to a charity shop and say, "What's your scruffiest pair of jeans?" I'm not. Well, the thing is, charity shops have stuff that fit you. It's hard for me in a charity shop. That's true. But I do. I do. I buy a lot of my clothes in charity shops. They're They're so cheap. They're just so cheap. It's also more sustainable. Yeah. Guys, I mean, if this if this show has a message, it's recycle, okay? Be good to the earth. Be sustainable. We have a few messages. Be yeah. sustainable. Nine levels of this is our job. Uh, <laughs> the home of witty banter. Every time a, uh, the Queen's horse loses a race, John Parrott will have sexual intercourse with it. Does sexual intercourse with it. Soups is good. <laughs> Soups is good. <laughs> Everyone's favourite podcast. Johnny, it's been a pleasure. Our <laughs> jokes are funny. What more could you want? I mean, I would say anyone listening to this couldn't want anything more. They'd be uh, fools if they did. They really would. Uh, 
back next Tuesday. And genuinely, if you enjoy the podcast, please tell people about it. Uh, subscribe, follow if you're on Spotify. Give us a rating. Give us a review. It does help the old algorithm. Me and Johnny have got many a plan uh, for the next few exciting years of <laughs> failing better. Years. God. Years. That, was a, that felt like a commitment when he said years. Yeah, the next few decades. Uh, I should have went down my smile. Are we going to be We're going to be here when we're 70 years we'll old? We'll be old men. We'll be just old, weird men. <laughs> talking about... Talking about stupid players from the 90s still. Uh, anyway, Stephen Hendry invented COVID. Um, have a great... Have a great weekend. Um, even though this is coming out on a Tuesday um, <laughs> failingbetterpod at gmail.com thank you so Goodbye. much and God Bye. bless the Chilean people God bless catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row dreaming of something better well hello fresh is your guilt-free dream come true baby it's me geeky palmer let's wake up those taste buds with hot juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi mm. hello fresh stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at hellofresh.com let's get this dinner party started Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.